In this episode, we meet Kai Akira. She is a storyboard artist who's worked on many cartoons and most recently, Scoob the movie. Hey guys! <laughs> Awkward pause, awkward pause, awkward pause. Well, hello, everybody. Good evening or morning or, you know, whatever time of day it is when you're listening to this or night. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to Quest for the Best. You have to say the name of the show. It's Quest for the Best. You don't have to do the theme song. I won't make you do the theme song. Oh, I've long forgotten how that goes. Oh, that's too bad. It was a real work (laughs) of art. (laughs) I mean, I have my kazoo over there. I can grab it and try to... But I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember. Did we ever once do that, like, all the way through perfectly? Uh, yeah, well, there was never a tune. Oh. But we so. did, yeah, we did <laughs> sing it with it. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about today, Jesse? Well, Jonathan, there is another person here with us. Did you know that? <laughs> oh, I, well, I did. But I could act surprised if that's what you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good, we're good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest with us. Um, do we just usually make them introduce themselves? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go for That's it. That's usually Kai. what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and tell us who you are? <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, Kai Akira here. I'm, yes, I'm here. <laughs> Story artist. Uh, <laughs> I know you might have thought that was, that was Sarah, but it's not. I know she sounds the same if you're listening only, which... There's no way to watch this, so you are. That wasn't Sarah. It's not a yeah. recurring guest. It's a brand new guest. Yes, but <laughs> they are related. Uh, so, yeah, this is the younger sister to our dear friend, Sarah. Um, you guys know her because you listen and watch all of our stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> oh so, what? Oh, I said, oh, my goodness. I, oh. was, I was referring to your, your AC unit. Oh, that thing's about to, yeah, that's about to launch you into space. <laughs> if you think that's loud, you, you should hear my uh, washing machine. I think that thing was uh, made by NASA. It's like the entire house feels like it's about to blast off when that thing. But are your clothes clean? That's the real question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <they're laughs> okay, <clean>. good, good. <laughs> uh, so, Kai. Kai, hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> Kai is a storyboard artist. I'm going to start the introduction here for yes, many uh, beloved cartoons that you've probably even seen one or two. So uh, we could read off her IMDb, but let's make her brag about herself. What are, what are some of the more recognizable works, things that people might have seen? Oh, my. OK. Um, well, I just let's see what recently came out was the. Uh, movie Scoob. Uh, that was the first feature I'd worked on um, uh, when I was working for Warner Animation Group. Uh, other things that I worked on, notable projects, would probably be Guardians of the Galaxy, the animated series. Uh, I did quite a few episodes on that. Marvel's Avengers Assemble. Uh, I was actually working on those two shows as freelance at the time when I was um, while I was mainly working on The Three Caballeros, Legend of the Three Caballeros, uh, which was a show that came out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, oh my goodness, was it last year or this year? Either way, we worked <laughs> on it back in 2015, 2016, and it took quite a while for it to come to uh, the U.S., but yeah. Wow, yeah. Did it have an earlier release in other countries? Yeah, actually it came out in... Uh, it. It was, 
I think it was 2018 when it was released to the Philippines and one other country. I don't remember what it was. I, I think maybe the UK or something like that. Um, but mm. they somehow got it earlier. I think they were testing the streaming service for Disney uh, overseas first. So it was one of cool. the flagship shows for it. That's very cool. So uh, that was one of the things that I was curious about is is if some of those were uh, because of freelance job or if uh, if something like Warner Animation Group is a is a steady thing because you're going to jump from movie to movie or something like that. But that'd be something I'd like to learn about. But we'll get to that. We probably should start at the beginning of the story. <laughs> yes, sure. the beginning of beginning of your story. Tell us of your your humble beginnings. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. So I officially started my career probably back in 2015 actually um i i was about a year out of college i had gone back to arizona to help my parents out at the, their law firm but um throughout that time i was still trying to to figure out a way how to uh, break into the animation industry because i didn't actually study animation i studied studio art painting uh, fine arts, that sort of thing. And um, so I wasn't really sure exactly the best way to get into the industry, uh, what that would be. But um, I happened to cross a, an email from, uh, I think it was the the animation magazine or something like that, uh, that about this small studio that was holding, they were hosting a storyboarding workshop and uh, I was like, hey, storyboarding, that, that sounds incredible. It's, it's almost animation, but you're doing all the drawing yourself. And it's got a little bit of design, camera work, you know, basically everything fun about a cartoon, but you get to be the person doing all that stuff. So I was like, how do I do that? And uh, I applied for this workshop and somehow <laughs> made it in because I had nothing to show for at least as far as like any animation, you know, foreknowledge or that sort of thing. But uh, it was a two week workshop where we would, we went in and spent like four hours kind of going over the process and figuring out or uh, learning about the basics of this program, Storyboard Pro, uh, created by Toon Boom. And then we would after that workshop, we would go home and spend two weeks boarding this uh, sequence of a script, like this, I guess, like three or four pages of a script, just break it down, thumbnail it, and uh, then after two weeks, we would come back and pitch it. And uh, I, I didn't know at the time, but that that's actually what a test is, <laughs> because <laughs> usually you test for a show. You take a couple pages of script and... and you know, uh, create the boards off of them. And uh, after we came back and I pitched my the sequence that I boarded, they were like, hey, do you want to uh, be an intern at our studio? And I was like, of course, yeah. So I was, um, at the time I was, I was still with my parents in Malibu commuting from there. And this place is in like Echo Park. So it was like, probably like an hour and a half drive one way. <laughs> I was like, this is it. This is the dream. <laughs> Just driving all the way out there. Um, and I think they started me on the same uh, show that I had done that quote-unquote test the for. Test, yeah. Which was called, 
Lizzie, I think. It was a DreamWorks, DreamWorks Shorts series. Um, and three weeks into that internship, they were like, hey, do you just want to be a storyboard artist? And I was like, heck yeah. And... What I, I don't doing. know the commute's kind of far maybe not <laughs> yeah it was it like maybe three months into my job or three or four months mm -hmm. I ended up finding some uh some people who were looking for a roommate in North Hollywood there you go. and oh, so it worked okay. out perfectly uh didn't have to do that commute after a while but um yeah so it's it's pretty good like I didn't expect because the thing is, when I first sought out a career in animation, I was like, oh my gosh, I really want to be a storyboard artist. How do I, how do I do this thing? And it kind of happened so fast. I was like, this, I don't know. I, I was sort of flabbergasted. Like, I guess now I have to make further steps, further dreams and goals because I didn't, I don't know, it was kind of an unorthodox way to sort of enter into the industry, but yeah, I, in that respect, I feel incredibly fortunate because I, I, I see how hard it is for some people to break it into, break into storyboarding. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's basically how I started. And from there, uh, worked on a, a bunch of different pilots uh, for Disney, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, um, and at the end of my first year, uh, we started working on the three, legend of the three caballeros for, uh, Disney plus at the time we were, it was, um, oh, what is the name of it? It was, oh man, it's like, it was a sect of Disney, not quite, uh, Disney TV animation, but, mm -hmm. um, it was their... The sect that makes video games. They also made the... Uh... Like Disney Interactive sort yes. of thing? Yes! Oh, Interactive. That's it. Oh my gosh. Okay. There you go. Good, <laughs> yes. Good job, Johnson. Oh, Disney Interactive. Disney I could help with. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. Disney Interactive had developed this this series. And um, actually the very same person who was teaching the workshop for storyboarding at Six Point Harness was the uh, head producer and director and writer of the series so I, I went on to work on that show and um at that time uh I was also doing the freelance for you know Marvel and whatnot but uh yeah and I think after that finished up I I was almost at six six point for almost uh two two and a half years or so and a lot of like after Legend of the Three Caballeros wrapped up uh, a lot of my fellow artists moved on to uh, Scoob over at Warner Animation Group, and they'd been they were working on that for about another year before I joined on, because um, I was getting some opportunities at Six Point Harness to to sort of direct, um, have a, a leadership role. Like I was doing a little bit of writing and, and pitching for uh, more pilots at Disney. Um, and there was also a, another CGI show that uh, I was able to direct on and sort of got like an incredible taste of, uh, I guess, leading a team and also being in a recording room and, and having like, <laughs> this is one thing that I, I, I still 
to this day, I cannot believe happened. Uh, so on this project, it, it was it was being produced by a pretty well-known name in the industry, like the big time, big name voice actors. So they had a lot of their voice actor friends come in and do the voices for the characters. And so I was in the recording room asking the voices of my childhood if they could yeah. do another read on this line. And I was like, this is unreal. I can't. Who am I? What is what is going like, on right now? Well, like, how can I tell them to try it again? Of course they did <laughs> yeah. it right. Like, like, like they're the, they're, yeah, that's. That must be so surreal. It's like. It yeah. was. <laughs> it was incredible. I still, yeah, I still can't really believe that happened. Um, and I think it only really happened because I was working at a smaller studio. Because uh, mm-hmm. I guess mobility is not as not quite as easy or fast paced at a bigger studio like Warner Brothers or Nickelodeon or Disney. If you're at a smaller sure. studio, it's just like, hey, there are like 30 people here and we have uh, five shows going on. So I mean, right. you're probably going to be working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that's uh, super cool. So was that a tough thing to leave behind? Like, moving on to Warner Animation Group, was that tough to leave behind? I mean, there was a lot of good opportunities there, or is it just, like, an opportunity you couldn't pass up, like, going back to work with those people on the new movie? Or a feature was a feature, a goal in mind that you wanted to get to eventually? It actually wasn't. I, uh... One of the things is, I... Since I had become a storyboard artist, and that was kind of as far as, as I figured I would go... Uh, I still kind of had to build out a, a plan or a trajectory. So a lot of people were saying, oh, you should go into feature or, oh, you should become a director of a show or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So there are like a bunch of avenues. I'm like, I, I guess I could try going into feature for now um, and and see where that takes me. And uh, which fortunately it's, it's been a wonderful endeavor uh, thus far, but I think it, it was pretty difficult to leave at the time because uh, the nature of the studio I started out at was so, I don't know, it was it was like so, ho- I don't know, um, how best to put it, homespun, I, it's not quite the word that I'm looking for. Yeah. It's well, like, it sounds like a, almost like a small business. Yeah, like very a, much like... like uh, you know everybody that's and, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the, the mm-hmm. sense of camaraderie was like, oh, we're all in this together. You know, we could crash and burn, but at least we're doing it together. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was, there was definitely a solid sense of camaraderie and uh, equality. And actually, it was, it was one of the more diverse studios I, I worked at, too. It was like 50% women and you know just like a lot of folks that you just i don't know it was it was really it was really cool and to yeah. leave was definitely hard because uh i def i i had carved out a place for myself and and you could definitely feel your worth there mm-hmm. um which is it's a little bit harder to achieve when you're working at a bigger studio um, oh, for sure. Sure. Yeah. 
but yeah, but so far I've, I've found that, you know, I, I've, I've been pretty fortunate in that respect that I've felt like, you know, each role that I've fit into has been like, oh yeah, we actually, we need you on this team. Thank you for being here. You know, it's like, oh, it's nice to be wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's like, yeah, great to hear such a nice success story. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. A, lo a lot of our listeners, I'm guessing, are, are people who want to break into filmmaking in some aspect. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of our fans are animation fans. Can't imagine why. <laughs> but uh, so so what sort of advice would you give somebody back where you were when you found that class, like starting out and thinking like maybe I want to do storyboards or get into animation in some way um but like like you said you didn't go to school for that necessarily mm -hmm. you might have some knowledge about it but what would you say to people that, that uh to encourage them i would say uh it's it's important to not get hung up on your beginnings or your foundations uh because there is a little bit of a, a fear that I still kind of grapple with today that because I didn't have a strong or even any background in animation, I didn't know what the heck I was talking about as far as like terminology and having a, a working knowledge of animation history or, or saying like, oh yeah, Milt called through that. I, I would recognize by the line quality. It's like, uh, what now? Who? <laughs> but you know of course you learn over time but it's it's important to not get hung up on necessarily uh whether or not you went to school to study the thing or not because more often than not you're just going to learn the most important lessons on the job uh that's that's how i learned everything that i know it's like you ha sort of have that situation that you're thrown into where it's like, oh, I guess I better learn how to, to actually currently, I'm currently in a situation where it's like, oh, I guess I, I better learn how to storyboard in the 3D mode of Storyboard Pro or I'm going to do terribly at this job that I've just been assigned and they won't want me to work on their project again. So it's kind of like a do or die sort of thing where it's, you're going to find the motivation and the gumption to learn and utilize the tools that you need to work in the industry. And you don't necessarily have to worry about kind of being set up for success at the beginning, as long as you have the gumption and the, the wherewithal to, to do the thing you're, that's pretty much all you need. Um, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. That's great. Do the job that's in front of you and you'll learn what you need to, to get it finished. Exactly. That makes sense. That's yes. great. Good. Well, it seems like it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so like, what what does a day in the life of like a storyboard artist look like? Like, taking like Scoop for example. Like, you know, what what's like your day to day workflow look like? I mean, what are you like? Uh, um. I don't know, it, it, is there like a certain amount of, what do you call them, like frames or cells? Like, what do you call it? I don't know what, what you call uh, it. Your... I, 
for a storyboarding, I, I think uh, just panels. Um, oh, panels. Okay. Yeah, is there like a certain number you're expected to... Yeah, is there, there's no quota you have to finish. Get this many boards to us. Uh, Better hurry it up. I think they're like, it, you kind of feel it out depending on the context of the script and the the project, really. It Because, let's see. Say if I were storyboarding a sequence from an action show and it's an ensemble cast, like... Uh, Avengers, maybe. Yes, for Avengers. <laughs> yeah. So it's like... or. Guardians of the Galaxy, because I, I did okay. a little bit more of that. So it's we'll use Guardians. Groot, uh, Rocket, oh my goodness, Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax. That's generally, so you've, you've got gen- more than not five characters on a screen at any given time, or you have to track two of them, they're doing one thing, and then, you know, other two split off and do the other thing, and then the main one pops out out of nowhere, and they're kind of mm-hmm. like the deus ex machina or whatever. And... You have, so there could be like a third of the script page that just kind of details an action sequence or something that's going on. That could be two or three sentences. It's like a, a breakout all, you know, no holds bars, no, <laughs> no holds barred brawl <laughs> breaks out or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's one sentence right there. That could right. be Doesn't anywhere take between. Doesn't up much room on a script, yeah. Yeah, that could be anywhere between a hundred to two hundred panels of drawing. Well, uh, yeah, you got a brawl. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, honestly, it, it does depend on the context, but generally, I'd say uh, a productive day would be about sixty, fifty to sixty panels. In a day so like a little bit less than a, a full page I would tend to say a script page should be about a hundred drawings or a hundred panels rather um, okay yeah yeah and that doesn't necessarily mean a hundred shots like we're, we're not translating it to live no. action like it wouldn't be a hundred shots it, but a hundred maybe poses yeah like changes in yeah like how how different are they from each other uh yeah, it's it's interesting. Like there is a there is an equivalent terminology for live action, but I've never worked in live action, so I, I wouldn't know. Like, okay, so in animation, we have like a sequence that I have to board, and then there are mm-hmm. scenes within that sequence, and then panels mm-hmm. within those scenes. So, okay, let's see. I'm looking at one that I'm working on right now, and it would have about. 26 27 scenes and uh 237 panels um it was like a maybe like a two and a half page script or two and a half page you know bit of the script part Uh of the script yeah and it's split up into 27 scenes um yeah so it's it but as far as like when we're watching it um Oh, great. We have unlimited minutes. Thanks, Zoom. <laughs> During <laughs> these difficult times, I think Zoom is... Yeah. Yes, yes. During <laughs> these trying times, we get extra Zoom minutes. Um, I was I was going to say something about... Um, how long on the screen would that 100 
panels be? Um, I would say that's probably about like uh, a minute and a half, something like that. Wow. So you're almost just hand animating it. Sort of. Not exact. I wouldn't. I, I mean, of course, you wouldn't say that because you're not an animator right there yeah. right, with them. But, but like you, you're doing a lot of heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. In I mean, when you're storyboarding, you definitely want to detail the main actions and any necessary acting. Uh, it also depends on whether or not you're working for a 2D show or a 3D show. Like for CGI, mm-hmm. um, since Scoob was CGI, uh, mm-hmm. we didn't have to necessarily uh, stay super close to the models. Like we could draw our own sort of shorthand of the characters. And as long as you recognize them as, and as long as they're roughly the right size, uh, the layout department and, you know, the further stage down the pipeline, they'd be able to take care of it and, and translate it well. As long as right. your compositions are clear, your acting is clear, what you're trying to convey is, is understandable to the animators. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, because I was wondering that, like, you know... Do you like have the, to draw every hair on the head every time sort of no. thing? In, in, in fact, that is uh, probably detrimental. It, that Okay, for specifically for people who want to learn or break into storyboarding, mm-hmm. I would say less is more. Less is always more. The, the, the most simple drawing that you can get away with and still be able to say, like, oh, I know exactly what's going on in this in this uh in this sequence Mm -hmm. that's really the where you want to be like you want to have just enough detail where everybody else who's further down the pipeline can take it and bring it a step further but everything is essentially there um aside from Mm -hmm. like outright designing the thing or animating the thing right uh i also had another thought but it totally left the station i don't know (laughs) that's that's also totally okay if it comes back to you let us know so um like okay so like you're working on a scene are we talking 2d or 3d jesse oh well it's a different experience from what i'm understanding oh uh i don't know uh should we just talk Scoob since yeah, let's talk about Scoob. Well, okay. we're halfway through our our given time, so I, we want to hear about Scoob also because that's that's new and fresh and exciting. Of course, all of this is new to me, so I'm excited about all of it. Talk about so, whatever you want, Jesse. Uh, so like, um, so you're are you given like a certain scene, like, or are you do you pick what scene you're you're working on, or like you're just given the scene to to do uh it it could be it could actually go either way uh depending on whether or not the director or production has a clear idea of like their their artist's strengths and weaknesses like there could be a storyboard artist who's like oh that's the action guy if you mm-hmm. have an action sequence that you want to just knock somebody's socks off send it to that guy and he will board the heck out of it. Or you have somebody who's really good with the emotional scenes or somebody who's really good with the villain scenes. (laughs) So which person are you? I was the villain person. (laughs) I was wondering why you, uh, yeah. (laughs) I, I, 
tend to pour my heart and soul into the villain of any story. It's like, if you want a good story, you need a good villain. If you don't have a good villain, th there's no reason to watch the any, like, <laughs> if there's no villain, there's no story. So I, uh, sorry, that was a bug there. Um, I definitely tried to be sort of a, like somebody who could just really take hold of the villain sequences and so far that that has actually worked out for me like you know how there are animators who are known well for what they do uh like um to bring him up again milt call because <laughs> mm -hmm. he's at the forefront of my mind for some reason he was really good at like characters who had a lot of gesticulation and he just added in like a head shake just for the heck of it because he was uh -huh. that good um and there are just animators who get known for animating a certain character or, or working mm -hmm. on like a certain archetype. And I was like, well, why can't storyboard artists be the same? So I sort of kind mm -hmm. of plant a seed whenever anybody's like, hey, so let us know what sequences you guys are interested in. And I'm like, villain, I want to board it. Give me, <laughs> give me the villain sequences. And, um, so I did actually get a lot of uh, time with Dastardly on on the movie. A lot of the sequences involving him and, and Muttley were um, the sequences that I boarded. And I actually ended up doing some uh, character design exploration for him as well, uh, which I, I don't often get a lot of uh, character design work, but it's, it's always nice when it comes. I was going to say, how did that work with like dastardly he's a character that existed already am i right mm -hmm. so yeah. so i i realized quickly when watching scoob that i don't know as much about Hanna Barbera as i thought i did <laughs> well there's so like, many of like there's, there's so many and it's like i know him i know he's a i should i should not be surprised like i know that's a guy that mm -hmm. i should know mm -hmm. but i don't know him <laughs> so so was there a lot of research going on with that <laughs> did you already like oh that's dastardly i'm i want him is they, that sort of the yeah, I, I'm indiscriminate when it comes to villains. Like, I don't care who they are. I just want to draw them as long as they're the villain. Uh, but fortunately, Dastardly is just mustache twirling. Yeah. You can't he's, get any more, yeah, yeah, on the nose villain. Like He's Dastardly. It's, it's like, so, yeah. It's kind of his name, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he, I, I wasn't actually uh, super familiar with the a lot of Hanna-Barbera uh, IPs, but uh, Wacky Races is something that I, I did do a little research on before going on, and um, just kind of, I, I remember Muttley's weird little chuffle, oh, yeah, snuffle everyone. laugh. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just, okay, yeah, that rings a bell in my childhood. Um, but when I was doing uh, character design or exploration for Dastardly, I actually looked at um, I took inspiration from, uh, let's see, Clayton from Tarzan. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got broad shoulders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From Radigan, from uh, Detective Hulk. Detective. Detective Mouse Hulk. Detective? Yeah, Mouse Detective. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also uh, Shere Khan from The Jungle Book. Like those three, they're kind of mannerisms and the way that they just moved their bodies. I, uh, I took a lot of inspiration from, 
from them when I uh, mm -hmm. did work on Dastardly. And did that answer three. your question? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's not like you. It's not like you could come up with a new look for him or anything like that. But what you're putting into the character is the way that he moves and positions himself mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. So the scene. So we. I mean, we usually spoil the movies in, in our podcast, so it doesn't really matter too much. Uh, but the scene in the mirror, Funhouse. Oh, mirror. oh man, one of my coworkers sported that. He's incredible. Okay. That was Patrick and, Collins. Okay. And the and as he's like coming forward out of the shadows, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Is that um do you and so you said one of your coworkers got to do that one. Mm -hmm. Did did you have a lot of time to with him to talk about like this is what I'm thinking every time I do stuff like this, just so there's consistency between yeah. That's why I'm worried. Like, how does it stay consistent if there's other artists? Are you all like gonna check in and make sure like it's like I think he would do it this way. Actually, that sequence was uh, made pretty early on in at my time there, so. I will say our sequences and how they were assigned to borders was a little disjointed at times. We didn't often get to see each other's work. Fortunately, mm -hmm. I was uh, office mates with Patrick and we got okay, to show yeah. each other stuff as we were working on it um, for, for the majority of our time uh, when we were on, on the lot until after we moved out uh, to the, another building. But yeah, generally, I think the best way to to keep a production running smoothly is to have the board artists kind of co-mingle and work off of each other's work so you can see how somebody is treating their characters or treating a scene and, and you kind of like stay on the same page. Mm -hmm. uh, but actually no, a, a lot of uh, a lot of the sequences on at least for dastardly um, they we weren't working off of each other. I don't think, um, unless you'd like see something and, and you'd be inspired by it. But sure, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just kind of curious about how collaboration works on an animated movie when there's there's you know so many people are putting their little bit into a single character, like you know in a live action movie that's your character actor go for it and the director has a say you know that's about it yeah <laughs> so I'd say so how the, does it compare how do you collaborate the director is definitely the unifier so it i mm -hmm. mean mm -hmm. whatever he liked was something that kind of made it through and and it, if we ever got to see like a cut i think we had about two screenings i believe so we would see what worked and what didn't work, and we'd just kind of go down that avenue uh, mm -hmm. and just do more of the stuff that everybody liked. Um, right. But I think, uh, unfortunately, there were times that we didn't get to see each other's work, especially towards the end when s timelines got super crunchy. It was like, oh, we don't have time to do any uh, dailies or any screenings or see each other's pitches. So we'd kind of just be working sort of mm. apart from each other uh so we kind of didn't get yeah. to see stuff until after the fact um so in that in that sense like if there were things that were like oh that kind cool. of resonates yeah it was yeah. serendipitous <laughs> yeah yeah good so does the director see your finished panels every day or does 
does it, someone else see them first, or he or she <laughs> checks them every? I think uh, generally in the pipeline, you would check in with the head of story first. So the head of story would sort of okay. So there would be a producer, production assistant, and the director in the launch or kickoff. So they'd kick you off on a sequence, and then in about I don't know, going considering or uh, let's see. The timeline of Scoob, it was like you would have about a week to two weeks to sort of rough and to rough out the sequence, and then you get mm-hmm. a check check in with the head of story, and they'd give you some notes, and then you would apply those notes, and then have a final pitch with the director. Um, after which, you know, he'd either give you notes or you'd move to, move on to another sequence. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that was, you standing there, or uh, and and being like, you know, and going from panel to panel and like explaining it all like like you see them do when they like so we have blah 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 and then this and then like you or is that the well, olden days yeah it hasn't happened since uh, toy story we don't get to point at the pictures on the wall oh uh, no kinda, pointing no oh. we just like uh so pressing the forward key <laughs> just yeah. flipping it's through a, the panels it's a powerpoints almost yeah. exactly yeah oh, flipping through that's it not as fun just powerpoints yeah, aren't as fun as pointing at a huge board i think that's the olden days i haven't done that since 2006, Jason. <laughs> on, on some projects, like I'm, I'm currently working on uh, one project where we kind of have to do rough editing, uh, cut together a sequence and, and like rough time it. And uh-huh. they didn't have audio for for our episode yet. So we had to record yeah. our own scratch audio. So mm-hmm. I did that and like just cut it in and did the rough timing and everything. And it's like... I don't know. It's it's a little bit of a conversation, an ongoing conversation in the animation community as to whether or not that is a storyboard artist's job or whether or not that's encroaching on editor's territory. In my yeah. opinion, it's an editor's job. But yeah. like there are productions that sometimes like it's just I guess mm-hmm. it's the the culture of that production or the people who are used to you know, having that much work be done from the outset. Uh, Yeah, I generally don't like that, but uh, (laughs) that's all right. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, timing is so important in any movie, especially a comedy. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, that's interesting. So when you're pitching it, you kind of get to control the timing. Yes. But... But you don't, once it's out of your hands, it's not your job anymore. Right, exactly. Uh, As long as... You know, my my intent was seen by the people who it's meant for. Then they uh-huh. take it and do with it what they will. Okay. Um, yeah. So have you? I don't know. I don't want you to like throw anybody under the bus or anything. But were there were there scenes that you boarded and then you saw the finished thing? It was like that's not really what I meant, but okay. Did, did that happen? Uh, I don't know who did what, so you could you could spoil <laughs> a scene if you want. <laughs> I, hmm. I I wouldn't say that there was uh, not really I, I, don't, oh. I don't think well, at least good. for any sequences that I boarded because we did quite a few iterations of the movie um, uh-huh. like we this is something that I found very interesting in boarding in feature versus boarding in TV. In TV, mm-hmm. you get a script, you have a timeline, you board one or two 
versions of that script. If you have to face rewrites, so be it. But you really only see a sequence maybe once or twice before it's just passed on and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, this has to go into production. In a feature, yeah. it's like, I'm seeing the same sequence and I've boarded it in six to seven different ways. <laughs> and so and I'm like, like did I do this one already? Like, yeah. <laughs> has it been done this way? Yeah. Uh, just so, turn in the same work again, change the date. Exactly. <laughs> so there were quite a few sequences like, the sequence where he's sort of, um, where he's talking to all of the rottens and he's like in, in some kind of dark corner of his ship and he's just kind of waxing philosophical and walking around. Like I had that sequence for, I want to say like four months. Uh, I would, I would go on to it and then I'd go on to something else and go back onto it cause it's being rewritten. Um, but there was like a whole building sequence where he was like fixing one of the rottens that had been completely destroyed from the bowling alley. And he goes uh -huh, to interrogate okay. it. And like that sequence, did it so many times. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting to see the final version mm -hmm. when you still have all these alternate versions just kind of playing in the back of your oh, mind. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, those don't even exist. It's right. like this didn't happen. Exactly. <laughs> this is what happened. This they're not canon anymore. No. <laughs> so that's funny. And then you hope that, you know, nobody goes to the bathroom for that two minutes because it's like <laughs> my scene. That's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's interesting. Like in a movie you only really get at least I only really did I would say like six to seven minutes or maybe less, definitely less than 10 minutes of that movie is my work. Wow. <laughs> so it's like, Oh man, this is, it's an incredibly collaborative effort. And I yeah. still worked on it for like two years, which is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wouldn't be the same without those six or seven minutes. So thank you for making the movie. Yeah. Complete. We're all six and seven minutes of, of, of the villain. So I would hope. <laughs> well, he's probably like, he was probably like my favorite part. So yeah. thank you. He's a really fun character. Thank you. Um, do you feel like you learn like more and more after, you know, each rap? Like, you know, are you just, um, yeah, like do you It sounds like there was a couple of times where it's like, "Oh, brother, give me a new sequence." It's But <laughs> but was, was it like, "Okay, I get to try again. What can I do better?" Like, how did you take that? Um I think in in the case of uh redoing sequences on Scoob, it was a matter of things being rewritten. So, it's not necessarily like, "How can I improve on what I already did. It's just how can I approach this in a way that now fits the current script? So um, I would say it's, it's to answer your question, Jesse, I definitely learn each more lessons, each and every production that I've worked on, mm -hmm. uh, especially with regards to how to properly like streamline a production where no work gets wasted or, or you know, things are, are utilized to their fullest capacity. Like there is such a thing as burnout in the industry. Uh, and you know, you kind of want to make sure that 
your artists are working in a way that's like, okay, they're top productivity and they're creating really good stuff and we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater or anything like that. Not to say that that is what may or may not have happened on Scoob, but it's, it's definitely a lesson that I've learned throughout uh, many productions that I've worked on over, mm -hmm. you know, over the years. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, lost my train of thought again. I'm so no, sorry. that's, no, that's great. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm a bit of a space cadet, so, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, um, where do you, um, obviously you're working on another project already is, is Warner animation group a place you think you're going to stay for a while? Is that, is that a, I'm not actually there now. Uh, I, I sort of left uh, to go work on an, another movie at Nickelodeon. Um, sorry, when you, okay. when you were asking me, like, <laughs> all the things that I'd done, like, I stopped <laughs> right at Warner Animation Oh, that's group. okay. Um, well, that's what, well, that was the main thing we wanted to cover was Scoob. Scoob's new and exciting. Ah, yeah. so. uh, yes. But you're back to Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah. Did you, I, did you go with people that you knew? Yes, actually. I moved over with uh, two other storyboard artists who worked on Scoob with me. And um, the, the director of the current movie that I'm working on was also a head of story over at WAG before he moved over to direct at Nickelodeon. So we're all working on this this um, fantastic movie at Nickelodeon in the works. It's, uh, well, I can say what it is. It's the Loud House movie. Um, it's you know a movie based on one of their currently most popular shows which is uh i didn't expect to work on anything at nickelodeon so it's quite a nice surprise um mm -hmm. so yeah I've, I've been on that since no ooh, august of last year <laughs> end of okay. august so and uh i'm also working on another one of their shows um just doing freelance on the side uh because they like to, you know, share their artists around. <laughs> yeah, um, cool. Well, that's yeah. good for you. Yeah, it, it's really great. Um, and I think I'm like I'm slated to finish on this like sometime in July. But there there are some other cool projects down the line that uh, I sort of got my eye on. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. So, but the Loud House that's a movie, not a show. No, it is right. a show. It, it is, a show, is a show, but it's going I mean, to be a movie. Yeah, but you're just... working on the movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> they they do have that. the show ongoing. I think they're in season five. but um, And we actually have a couple artists on that show helping us on the movie. But okay. yeah, I'm just... Yeah, that was, that was another question. Yes. Are, do the, the artists from the show get to do much in the movie, or are they just going to be surprised one day when the movie's <laughs> finished? Because they have to keep the show going, right? Yeah. I think... Uh, we have pretty good communication between the two, uh, excuse me, projects. Cause you, you want, you definitely want to be faithful to the material. So there's been a lot of, uh, open communication and just great, like go ahead that we've gotten from them as far as like how we approach, um, the universe. So it's been really nice. Um, yeah. And like some of their artists are definitely helping out because we need the help. <laughs> right. cool. Animation has not slowed down a bit since quarantine. <laughs> right. 
They're like, you guys can draw anywhere, right? You're good. They, they're finding that out, yeah. We, <laughs> we do not get any breaks. <laughs> I mean, no. not to say that, but, you know, nothing's really slowed down since I started. If anything, it's definitely gotten a lot busier. Um, yeah. yeah. So you, you just do your work, like, any time you want, or is it, like, a normal... Like clock in, clock sure in, clock out. Like you, because I've been working from home, but I, I, it's still the same. Like it needs to be during this time frame. It's weird. So yeah. well, I was just saying, I was just saying, even normally, like not in quarantine times. Like oh, okay, yeah, just normally, like what? Uh, Normal hours would be. I mean, I would usually wake up at nine thirty, a little late, um, but generally work would start at ten and finish at seven p.m. So sometimes I would stay a little bit later, like leave at eight on scoop. Sometimes we would stay even later than that, come in during weekends to get things finished, especially all the back end of the movie. When things right, like you like, said, crunch time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but honestly, it's, it's as long as you get your eight hours in um, and really as long as you finish what you've been given. Exactly. Uh, it, it works out. Yeah. yeah. It, mm-hmm. The schedule's pretty, pretty loose. Um, as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So looking into the future, um, so you mentioned like, you know, that you got a taste of directing. So I'm I'm sure that's something you really, are you sure? Well, (laughs) it sounded like you really liked it. So I don't know. Fine. I'm guessing, or I'll just ask it like a question. Is that something you want to, you know, (laughs) also, uh, you know, really get into more i certainly found it exhilarating and i think at the time um i don't know if i was quite ready for it um because you know you you might have enough experience in how to how to do storyboarding but you don't necessarily have experience in leading a team or helping them out with like keeping a good schedule or really conveying the ideas right. that are necessary. I mean, those are like, yeah, like completely different kind of skills. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, it's definitely a, an entirely new set of responsibilities. Um, but I would say at this point, I'm, I, I feel pretty ready for it. Um, hopefully it is something that could, uh, come to fruition. Uh, perhaps even after this this project that I'm currently on. Um, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> I might awesome. be able to let you know mm. something about that later down the line. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, so we're wrapping up soon. We always talk about what we learned, and we learned a lot from you, so thanks for joining us. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah, yeah so it's... Don't get hung up on your beginnings. You, you, if others think you're good enough, you're good enough, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of what I gleaned from your advice. Yes, exactly. Like, honestly, I, I still feel like a total rube when I'm in the room with people who have worked in the industry for like 15, 20 years. I'm like, a Really? <laughs> I just don't know, but I'm still here. And so there must be a reason why yeah. I'm still here. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and so. 15 to 20 years from now, there'll be someone else in the room with you being like, I can't, I can't be in the room with her. Like what? Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so thanks for tuning in. 
Is there anything that you want to, I mean, where can people, should people follow you online? Is that a thing that people should do? <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, I got, I got an Instagram. Tell us about your stuff. Yeah. Uh, my handle is, oh gosh, it's Akira Teku. Um, I usually go by my second name, Kai Akira. That's, that's my professional name that I go by in the industry. So unfortunately that is also a really popular movie, <laughs> Akira. Oh. And one of the characters' <laughs> names is Kai. So it's like, I, I know yeah. it's yeah. Trying to <laughs> the look website's you up like, taken, <laughs> the handle's taken. So I'm like, dang. <laughs> um, but I go by Any Akira name. Teku. It's A-K-I-R-A-T-E-K-U. And usually if you go in, you know, Twitter, Instagram, you'll find me. Although I can't say that I post a lot. Um, I'm definitely trying to post more, especially now that Scoob's out. Like the more projects get released, the more I can post from stuff concerning those right. projects. So, right. If yeah. someone wants to say hi, they can go there, huh? Definitely, yeah. Great. Great. If you have any Thank questions you. and stuff, hit me up. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. I, I And... Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Thank it's great you. To talk to you. Yeah, we'll have to catch up with you again. Yeah, yeah. In the future. Well, every time you finish something, <laughs> every time, and you're allowed, and you're allowed to talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <Great>. For sure. <laughs> forward to it. And with that, we will say goodbye, folks. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good night. Good morning, wherever you were, or wherever yeah. you were, <laughs> wherever you. You're probably not in the same place you were at the beginning, but you're probably closer than saying a different time of day. Yeah. Because it's only been an hour, guys. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>